0: This is Chapter 35 of Roughing It. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Roughing It by Mark Twain. Chapter 35 We finally left for Esmeralda, horseback. We had an addition to the company in the person of Captain John Nye, the Governor's brother. He had a good memory and a tongue hung in the middle this is a combination which gives immortality to conversation captain john never suffered the talk to flag or falter once during the hundred and twenty miles of the journey in addition to his conversational powers he had one or two other endowments of a marked character one was a singular handiness about doing anything and everything from laying out a railroad or organizing a political party down to sewing on buttons Shoeing a horse, or setting a broken leg or a hen. Another was a spirit of accommodation that prompted him to take the needs, difficulties, and perplexities of anybody and everybody upon his own shoulders at any and all times, and dispose of them with admirable facility and alacrity. Hence, he always managed to find vacant beds in crowded inns and plenty to eat in the emptiest larders. And finally, wherever he met a man woman or child in camp inn or desert he either knew such parties personally or had been acquainted with a relative of the same such another travelling comrade was never seen before i cannot forbear giving a specimen of the way in which he overcame difficulties on the second day out we arrived very tired and hungry at a poor little inn in the desert and were told that the house was full no provisions on hand and neither hay nor barley to spare for the horses must move on the rest of us wanted to hurry on while it was yet light but captain john insisted on stopping a while we dismounted and entered there was no welcome for us on any face captain john began his blandishments and within twenty minutes he had accomplished the following things viz., found old acquaintances in three teamsters discovered that he used to go to school with the landlord's mother recognized his wife as a lady whose life he had saved once in california by stopping her runaway horse mended a child's broken toy and won the favor of its mother a guest of the inn helped the hostler bleed a horse and prescribed for another horse that had the heaves treated the entire party three times at the landlord's bar produced a later paper than anybody had seen for a week and sat himself down to read the news to a deeply interested audience the result summed up was as follows the hostler found plenty of feed for our horses we had a trout supper an exceedingly sociable time after it good beds to sleep in and a surprising breakfast in the morning and when we left we left lamented by all captain john had some bad traits but he had some uncommonly valuable ones to offset them with esmeralda was in many respects another humboldt but in a little more forward state The claims we had been paying assessments on were entirely worthless, and we threw them away. The principal one cropped out of the top of a knoll that was fourteen feet high, and the inspired board of directors were running a tunnel under that knoll to strike the ledge. The tunnel would have to be seventy feet long, and would then strike the ledge at the same depth that a shaft twelve feet deep would have reached. The board were living on the assessments, note bene this hint comes too late for the enlightenment of new york silver miners they have already learned all about this neat trick by experience the board had no desire to strike the ledge knowing that it was as barren of silver as a curbstone this reminiscence calls to mind jim townsend's tunnel he had paid assessments on a mine called the daily till he was well-nigh penniless Finally an assessment was levied to run a tunnel 250 feet on the daily, and Townsend went up on the hill to look into the matters. He found the daily cropping out of the apex of an exceedingly sharp pointed peak, and a couple of men up there facing the proposed tunnel. Townsend made a calculation. Then he said to the men, "'So you have taken a contract to run a tunnel into this hill 250 feet to strike this ledge?' "'Yes, sir.' well do you know that you have got one of the most expensive and arduous undertakings before you that was ever conceived by man why no how is that because this hill is only twenty-five feet through from side to side and so you have got to build two hundred and twenty-five feet of your tunnel on trestle work the ways of silver mining boards are exceedingly dark and sinuous we took up various claims and commenced shafts and tunnels on them but never finished any of them. We had to do a certain amount of work on each to hold it, else uh, other parties could seize our property after the expiration of ten days. We were always hunting up new claims and doing a little work on them, and then waiting for a buyer who never came. We never found any ore that would yield more than fifty dollars a ton, and as the mills charged fifty dollars a ton for working ore and extracting the silver, our pocket-money melted steadily away, and none returned to take its place. We lived in a little cabin and cooked for ourselves, and altogether it was a hard life, though a hopeful one, for we never ceased to expect fortune and a customer to burst upon us some day. At last, when flour reached a dollar a pound and money could not be borrowed on the best security at less than eight per cent a month—I being without the security, too I abandoned mining and went to milling. That is to say, I went to work as a common laborer in a quartz mill, at ten dollars a week, and board. End of chapter 35